In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be comfortable. Good afternoon. It always feels a little weird to say that. I'm used to saying good morning from up here. To wash or not to wash? That is the question. No, I don't mean like bathing. I think, ba- I think we can all agree that <laughs> personal hygiene is good. I mean, to wash off the ashes or not to wash off. What do you do? The lesson from Joel and the gospel from Matthew seem to give different views on how to begin Lent and what to do with the ashes that are about to be on our foreheads. Joel says to blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. He's telling everyone to come together in a solemn assembly. The age, the children, even infants, brides and bridegrooms should drop everything. This time of repentance, according to Joel anyway, is is meant to be a public event. But Jesus has a different approach in Matthew's gospel. He warns us to beware of practicing our piety in front of others so that we might be seen by them. Jesus says not to toot our own horn about our almsgiving, not to pray out on the street corners, not to advertise on Facebook how long we fasted. So, to wash away the ashes or not to? Would Joel say, yes, wear those ashes and encourage people from all over to come and get some of their own? Or is Jesus saying, wash those ashes off so that your father who sees in secret will reward you? Which is it? What do you do? Or is there something else going on here? Something more going on here. I think the key is hearing Jesus' warnings about being seen by others. Jesus, we see that throughout all of the gospel, Jesus values attitude over actions. We can do the right actions for the wrong reasons. For Jesus, motivation matters. And if we are motivated by impressing others, then we have missed the opportunity provided by these spiritual disciplines. We have taken what was meant to save us and instead we've corrupted it in a way that maintains our core problem, the, the, the root sin, which is our separation from God. Our focus on looking good in front of others and in our own eyes, rather than humbly seeking God. We can even make piety a matter of ego. No wonder Jesus encourages us to consider where it is that we are storing up our treasures. Where do our treasures lie? Do they lie? Do we most treasure how we stack up against our neighbor? Physically? Financially, socially, professionally, academically? What matters most to us? What really, honestly matters most to us? Is it our standing in comparison to others or is it our relationship with God? 
Whose will is it that preoccupies our imaginations, our longing for it to be fulfilled? Is it God's will or is it our own? Lent gives us the opportunity to repent. To repent is to accept the reality that we've gotten off track, to have a change of heart, and to recognize that we need to change our direction. But repentance is not an I can moment. It's not a time to promise that I can do better or I can be more holy. It's it's really instead a time to admit that I can't, an I can't moment. I can't seem to love God with all my heart and soul and mind and strength. I can't seem to love my neighbor as myself. Can't even be trusted to use prayer, fasting, and almsgiving without corrupting it for the aggrandizement of my own ego. I can't. But God can. And that is where we stake our hope. That is the direction by which we reorient our lives. Ultimately, the the ashes on our forehead are signs of surrender. Missions that we can't, as well as hopeful claims that God can. In Jesus Christ, God has. In the power of the Holy Spirit, God will. The ashes remind us not only of where we come from and where we are going, but also who gives the life in the midst of it all. Who has always breathed life into us and who always will. Today we remember that this is who and what we treasure most. So we can all wash the ashes off. Or not. The key is remembering to set our hearts towards the God of Jesus Christ who can and give us life, abundant life that never ends.